Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. wanted to do this here. Um, just want to see you open it up if anybody has any testimonies that they want a testimony of God's greatness, God's goodness, His mercy. If anybody has a testimony, I'm just going to open it up right now. Whenever you can think of it, you're welcome to raise your hand and share. A little surprised here. I'm giving you all some time though. Yes. It's good, amen, yeah. I've experienced that door knocking, and you know, we door knocked, and we prayed for this lady, she was like Catholic, and she says pray with her, and it was just powerful, you know, she started crying right there, and so you'd just be surprised. That was my first time praying on the spot for somebody. Anybody else? If not, uh, just raise your hand later on. Or, all right, so we're going to go into the lesson. Uh, feel free to raise your hands, you know, say something. You know, this is open to everybody. Yes, I have the mic, but y'all have a, a virtual mic, okay? So, so, uh, so yeah, we'll let y'all speak, too. Um, does anybody know the, some different, can we name off some different forms that the Bible was, you know, like passages versus the Bible was written on? So there's, I'll get one. I think there was stone. Does anybody have, have some other ones? Okay. If you don't know what y'all said, papyrus, what was it? Papyrus? What was it? Vellum. Um, anything else? There we go, digital and scrolls. So I brought my digital one. We have been so stuck in the, in the paper that we've moved on to a new, a new era, y'all. We're on the digital now. So when we teach about the Bible, there is the digital. So I'm using the digital today. Sand. Yeah, well, I guess. Okay. Walls. Okay, now we're getting into some things here. Uh, our hearts. Yes. Yes, that was good. That was good. Yeah, so I brought the digital Bible. I left my, uh, my actual Bible just in case this one dies, but I am on 60%. I got a good Apple product here. I know it's not going to die on me. 
What's his name? The wall. Yes, the wall. All right. That's okay. Now raise your hand if you have testimonies. We're done with that. All right. All right. So one thing we love to do as humans is to know. You know, every, everyone, all of us like to know what's happening. To be in the know. Who here has social media? It's okay. You don't have to raise your hand. Uh, that was rhetorical. Uh, so everybody likes to be able to know. They want to know what's happening, the, the gossip, all the, all the good things. Even in the Bible days, you know, the prophets, they were in the know. Well, so they thought, right? The, the prophets of the old time, they just, they didn't see God open their eyes to things, but they didn't know everything. What was something that they didn't know about? The church age. They didn't see the church age. So we think I was going to have a picture pulled up, but I, I just, instead, I'm going to describe it to you all. So there, imagine a, a prophet on a, on a hill, right? And he's seen, okay, he's standing up, and there's a hill in front of him, and there's a valley, and then another hill. He doesn't see into that valley. That valley is the church age. That's us. The prophets didn't see that. They didn't see it coming. They saw Jesus, but they didn't see the church age happening, right? And the church age, is just to clarify, is, is us, you know, the, the new promise to the Gentiles and all that, what happened in the book of Acts. And so throughout the scripture, we're, we're in the know, but sometimes God just doesn't reveal things to us. Sometimes God just doesn't have it for us till later, until it occurs. And then we see, wow, God this whole time was working. And uh, a handle for the message for Alicia when she does the Spotify is even when we can't see him, he's working. All right. So it's a song that we've been singing a lot. So throughout our 24-hour day, we were seeing with our eyes, right? The only time we go lengths without seeing is when, when we sleep. So most of the time, we're so used to seeing things, to seeing things, to seeing things, to seeing things, that the evidence is always visual for us as humans. We're just trained that way. In Romans 1.20 and Psalms 19.1, even God himself, he, he, he attacks our visual and he uses that as evidence for us to know. And so both, uh, they both speak of how, God, how God's creation shows the qualities and characteristics of God. And with that being said, we're going to look at how God compares faith to the mustard seed, which is a part of nature. So even nature itself, you can say, testifies of God. So we can look at things throughout nature there's this um, Moody Bible Institute videos that we like to watch on YouTube, and all of them use nature to testify of God. And they're so cool. I'm going to get a plug to them. Uh, Moody Bible Institute, YouTube, check it out. They got some, it's from like the 70s, 60s? Yeah, 50s or something. But they're, they're powerful, and they really will just and strengthen your faith. So at that time, it's okay to break out your phone real quick, look it up. I'm okay with that. Um, so in nature, uh, seeds are buried underground. You can't, you can't see them. You, you know they're there, but you don't know what's happening. Now, in, you know, in class, in science class, you, know, you get a study, and they actually tell you all about that. Well, I'm not going to be able to go into you know, depths on that. I'm sure I can ask one of these, like Cooper, and he'll tell me all about a seed. Gigi was telling me all about how the moon works, and I forgot some of that. And I was like, oh, wow, you know? Like, they're so smart. And uh, that just shows that they're listening. But, yeah, so under, when the seed is buried in the ground, for a long time, you, 
you just you don't know when it's gonna you know i guess it, when it's buried it starts to germinate you don't see those processes but you know that something is going to happen right pastor always uses that that mustard seed analogy and i was going to get some pixie cups i think pixie and uh pixie some dixie cups and i was gonna get some soil and i was gonna have the youngest kid here before church started and put a pumpkin seed in one of the three cups right and then at the beginning of church and then i was gonna have them come up right now and then find that seed and they were gonna find it because they know they knew where they planted it they knew that seed was still there and they knew it was germinating and that's how god is with us you know he knows there's something that's happening he's working on it he knows it's there we forget sometimes right but you know god gives the increase on that he knows he's working on it he's the one that that caused that for jesus for seeds to be planted and for them to germinate and to grow so i'm going to read this interesting fact that i found about seeds it's like what so seeds need the proper temperature, moisture, air, and light conditions to germinate. A fully developed seed contains an embryo, and in most plant species, a store of food reserves wrapped in a seed coat. So seeds generally wake up and germinate when soil, moisture, and temperature conditions are favorable for them to grow. So you have to have the right temperature, the right all this, you know? Now here's, here's the catch, but not all seeds have the same germination requirement. And so what I want to say is not all issues, not all problems, not all prayers that we're going through, not all healings, because I believe in instant, I sometimes I believe in healings that might take a while. Not all of them have the same process, right? They could take longer than other ones. And so when we have things in our lives that we're praying about, when we're you know, God, where is this? You know, like, it feels like the, the heavens are brass. You know, we can't reach God. He's not listening to us. We feel all alone. You know, God's still, he's still there. He's still listening. He still cares what you care about, cares about the things that, that, you, that your heart desires. And, and so I just wanted to point that out. And, and it's so interesting to, to know that, that you see, oh, this person got their miracle or this person's so happy right now on social media. Look at how, how well they're doing, their success, their business. And you compare their seed growth and their development. It's, it's already sprouting. Wow, they're taking off. And you're over here still in the dirt, you know? <laughs> and you're just waiting for that seed to sprout up, you know? And it's just, it's tough, you know? And these are, these are moments where we have to remind ourselves. We have to, to remember these words. Praise God. So when Matthew, oh my bad. So in Matthew 16, 13 through 20, Peter gets this revelation of Jesus Christ, right? And uh, gave him to brother, oh, there we go. Uh, Matthew 16, 13 through 20. Let me know when it's up there. I think I have you right now. Oh, it is? Wow, the Bible thing. All right, does anybody got a Bible for me? Matthew 6, oh, there it is. All right, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I am? And we can skip to the next. One more over. 
So people were saying this and that. You're just a prophet. You know, you're just a wise guy, a teacher. You're, you're someone from the old times. Skip next one. But who say ye that I am? And skip one more over. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Simon Peter knew. He's like, I, he, I got this revelation. I understand who you are. And let's go to verse, uh, go, skip one more over. And Jesus said, blessed are thou. You know, like, wow, look at, look at you. You know, my father revealed this. Only him could reveal this to you. Skip one more over. Skip one more over. One more. And then last one. And it goes into the next verse. And it says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things and be raised, die, he should be killed, and die, and be raised again. And the next verse, I didn't have it up there, but the next verse, because I didn't want to spoil it. Sometimes I put it up, you know, and the next verse, Peter says, no, it's not going to happen. I won't let that happen. You're not going to die. And what does Jesus say? Get thee behind me, Satan. And sometimes in our lives, we, we want to take control because we think we know when that seed's supposed to germinate. We think we know when that seed's supposed to grow. And we're saying, God, no, this is supposed to happen. This, this is the time. This is now. What, what is happening? And even, even Peter has this revelation. He gets this, he gets blessed by Jesus, you know. He gets the revelation who he is. Now he wants to protect him. Now he feels like, oh, I'm in the know. I understand but he really doesn't because it's not the will of God. And sometimes when we want things to happen, it's not even the will of God for them to happen yet, and we're pushing it. And sometimes it's God challenging us. Can we trust him? Do we have faith? When we don't see it. Can we still believe it and know that he's going to do it for us? And so, like I said, sometimes we think that seed is ready, and we want to take it, we want to take it on our own. We want to we check on it maybe, you know, take it up. But then you, you maybe you uproot it. I don't know all the stuff that happens from that. And, um, you know, when you check it, you, maybe you start to think that, oh, it's been so long, God. I know you're listening, but maybe this, maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe the seed is dead, you know? And uh, so I'm going to take it out. And Jesus uses the example of a farmer, right? It's some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. And we're not going to be able to, to make it grow anymore. We can just do the surroundings, right? And I'm, there's a reason why I'm talking about the actions here. And this is true in all situations. The, the soul's gardening, right? Even in, uh, in, with souls, that God gives the increase. That's, that's a verse for souls, but we know that it can apply to any situation of any problem we're going through. And same with gardening, right? It's, it's, a, it's talking about gardening that we're talking about here, but it can still apply. It doesn't, there's no, I believe there's no limit on it when it comes to God. It's a characteristic of God. So the one thing, though, we can't plant are our efforts. And I believe that this is shown in the parable of the talents when they, the man takes a, a coin plants it, and he sits on it. And see, the thing is, is we got to trust God, but we can't just trust God and, and not do anything, you know? 
I applied. I didn't. I wasn't able to apply for a job. I've really been praying God to give me a good job, you know, and uh, just wasn't able to get it to be applied. And I can't expect God to to get me that job if I don't apply for it. I did apply for another job though, and I'm praying. I'm I'm gonna go to that job and go introduce myself and hopefully try to get it in Jesus' name. But you know, if that that man with that coin, that talent, he he uh, he buried it. He he sat on. He didn't he didn't have any action. And so when, you, when we have these things, you know, God, I, I really want, you know, a, a business. God, I really want a relationship. God, I really want this job. I really want my, my kids to listen and obey. I want a relationship with my kids. You can't just pray for those things, but you have to make the action on it, right? Is it, um, I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but is it faith without works is dead, right? So you got you to gotta take action on that. And Jesus, he told that person that planted that coin, that talent, right, is a coin. He said, he said I, I wish you rather would have took that to the bank. Take it to the bank. All right, Jesus didn't say bank, but that sounds like a rap song or something. I wish you'd rather take that to the bank and got the, and, and accrued the interest off of that thing, you know, and, and made at least some interest, made, made something, done a little bit of something, you know, and because I think what it is that he's saying is, have you ever, have you ever just invited one person to church and, or prayed for somebody and uh, like Sister Denise said, and you see, wow, that worked. What, what does that do? It gets you the taste. You get a taste of it. And you see, and even, even in Psalms, oh, taste and see the Lord is good. When you do something, you take a little action, a little interest, maybe that guy wouldn't have sat on that thing. Maybe he would have took it out and actually done something with it, right? Maybe he would have been someone that got 10. Maybe he would have been the top dog instead of, you know, getting thrown into hell. Because I think that's what it says. Or he didn't, but the parable he did, because it was a parable. Whether you believe parables, they're kind of fairy tales, but if you believe, that's a whole other argument. If those are true stories or not, it's up to you. But yeah, they're fairy tales. They're made up stories. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. Um, sorry. Let's see here. So I'm all like blowing y'all theology here. I'm sorry, y'all. It's just a fairy tale. I'm sorry. You haven't heard it that way, but unless you think it's real, then it's not a fairy tale, okay? The, um, Ecclesiastes 3.13. If we could, uh, Ecclesiastes 3.13 says, Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. So it's God's gift. And then, uh, Brother Ryan, if, if on, after this, I'm going to say some verses just for reference. You don't have to put them up. But... There will be some that I'll have up there. Thank you. And uh, so it's God's gift to man to work. You know, I believe it's even before we were cursed to work by the sweat, we still had to work until the ground. Not till the ground, but work. Yeah, and like if something if something isn't working, you got to try something that you've never done before, you know, and that goes with all walks of life, spiritual, anything, anything for God, living for God, you know, if you haven't got a miracle, try something you've never done before. There's so many times in the New Testament where people have done, and this is, I, I didn't even put this in my notes, but I wanted to talk about this, is the lady, right, that goes before 
God, Jesus, and, and she's like, hey, you know, I think it's heal my son or something like that. And he says, who are you? You are just a dog. You know what? She got that miracle. She got that because she went before God, and she had faith, and it's something that was never done before. All right? People with handkerchiefs, something never done before. I think, uh, I think later on, they all started doing it. And even in Pentecost, now we teach it. It's a way of healing. It's through handkerchiefs. So there has to be one person to believe this is crazy, but I have faith that God could do it. And so sometimes if you want to see something happen, and that's even with, here in church, you know, the best time to practice these, the gifts of the Spirit or anything like that is here in church is to, is to, practice, them, is to practice them here in a, in a safe environment. You know, and then obviously I believe the gifts of the Spirit, we should take them out, you know, and that's how we testify of God's goodness and glory, and that's what he wants us to do, those testify of him when, when miracles, signs, and wonders occur out in the world. All right, so the, uh, if we could put up the passage in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. To everything there is a season and, to t- and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. The, what I wanted to say from that is, is there's, always, there's always seasons and times, right? And if you look at the seasons, there's, there's summer, you know, fall, winter, spring. And sometimes within the, the work, the process that God has put you through, you might be in your, your winter season. And it, it might be totally dead, you know. But, but the reason for that is because God set it up like that. He put that in there because there's so many different things I could say, but for one is that's, you know, your faith. He wants to see, do you have faith, you know? Do you really, do you really believe in me? Do you, when things are hard, do you really love me? I heard it said, you know, it's easy to love when things are good, you know, in, in the summertime, the spring, you know, but in the wintertime, the winter season in your, in your soul, is it, are you trusting in God? Are you... Are you still reading the word? Are you still listening to the word? Are you still praying to God? The word. And uh, so there's always there's always a time. And I think it's it's good and it's a good thing to have all those times in your life. The famous NBA coach, you know, he says, you know, if if you don't cry, if you don't laugh, and I forgot what the other one is. If you don't cry, if you don't laugh, and something else in a day, then you're not living. And uh, so you got to do those things. You got to go through the good. You got to go through the bad. We like drama. Sorry, God put that in. He put that there for us. You know, if you just go good times all the time, then what is good without a without bad? What is bad without a standard of good? And that will happen in our lives. We have to to know what good is. There's there's going to be bad, 
and it allows us to see that. Praise God. All right. So this, uh, this next one is Psalms 136, 1 through 7. You don't have to put it up there. You can read in your Bible if you have it. Otherwise, you're going to read it, listen to, uh, to my version. So hope you like it. All right. So I actually, in that, the word for mercy in Hebrew, I can't remember. I got to look at what the word is. It is or something like that. can't remember. But uh, that word is pretty much it's end or faithful love, you know, covenant love, or it's just it's just mercy, you know. And in the KJV, they translate it to mercy. And um, but I like this one version, and it goes in Psalms 136. It says, "Praise the Lord, He is good. God's love never fails. Praise the Lord of all gods. God's love." never fails. Praise the Lord of lords. God's love never fails. Only God works great miracles. God's love never fails. You know, if you believe his love never fails, then we should be praying for more miracles. Amen. With wisdom, he made the sky. God's love never fails. The Lord stretched the earth over the ocean. God's love never fails. And it just goes on and on. That's just a praise report, you know, a hallelujah of, of how great our God is, you know. And that's the people of God would sing those, those were hymns, and they would sing that. And I'm just so, just so thankful, you know, that we have a God that cares about us, a God that loves us. And, you know, like, yeah, that says mercy in there. I believe that's, I believe that's true, that his mercy and his goodness shall follow you all the days of your life, you know. But what is that? That's, that's his love. God is love. This, the, the highest characteristic, I think, of God is, is love. There's holy and love, you know, like those two things are right there. And uh, whatever we're going through, God is thinking about you. He has not forsaken you. Oh, and the word is hesed, H-E-S-E-D. That's the word that they use um, in the Hebrew. All right, and to close, uh, Abram was born in a city of idol makers called Ur. He, he converted to believe in Yahweh. He is uh, raised by his dad. You know, everyone around there, they made idols, idols of paper, idols of stone, of sticks. And, you know, in, in Abraham's time, he, would, he pretty much believed in this God, this God spoke to him that didn't exist. And you say, how did he not exist? Well, he didn't exist because he couldn't see him. Everybody else in that society, in that culture, your God was real if you could see him. You could, well, not that he was real, real, but your God, you actually had a God because there was this visual knowledge of him. But Abraham, his God, he couldn't prove him. He didn't have an idol for him because Abraham was called out of that. And it's just, it's just a testimony. And the, and the greatest thing is, is as the church, Abraham is, is, the, is the father of our faith. And so we are to trust. We are to be these, these, these people, the saints of faith, that trust in, just like Abraham did, is he trusted in a God that he couldn't see. You know, yeah, he can hear him, but he couldn't see him. We have to trust in a God and, you know, and there's things in our life that we can't see. 
And we know that with the with this New Testament church, there's there's people that that doubted, you know, in the Bible. And uh, we can go to give me a moment here. Looks like I must have deleted it from my notes. There's people in the Bible that doubted, and you know, Thomas. He he said, unless I can. Was it C? You know those, I remember Brother Ali preached about it one time. But unless I could see the, the holes in his palms, I won't believe, you know? And sometimes in our lives when we, when we have those things, God, unless I, unless I can see it, that you're working, I just can't believe it. You know, our faith is just, it's just, it hits us. And sometimes we, so much of a challenge we have as as Christians of the New Te- of the New Testament of this of the Pentecostal promise, right? Because he said it's going to be it's going to be hard for y'all. He's like the Jews, you know, they they couldn't believe without a sign. And he says, once I'm gone, you know, you're just going to have my spirit with you, and and that's it, you know, and signs. But you're not going to have me here anymore, and it's going to be hard for y'all. But he said you are the people of Abraham. And when, we are, when we're adopted into this faith, when we're attached to Jesus Christ, we become, we become those people of faith, just like how Abraham believed by faith. We believe. And so I just want to let you all know that you all have that little mustard seed, right? You all have that faith inside of you. And we can all make it through when, when we don't know. And I'm, I'm young. I haven't lived. I'm just starting to I'm learning how to cook. And so that's probably like my... My one thing that, like, I'm, I know I'm going to have a meltdown one day. And, you know, I know for you adults out there, I know you had way more than me. And I, haven't, I can't relate to you. I can't, even, I can't even grasp what it's like to be an adult. You know, all I know is cooking and, and maybe right now, like, single, like, you know, being single. And those are, my, those are my issues right now, you know. But I don't have kids. I don't have these other things that, that, that when I talk, I want you all to think of those problems. Those, and not kids are a blessing, but I want you to think of those problems of, of you know, adolescent ages that you have to go through with kids and, and you know, jobs changing and the economy and things that, that don't really affect me, but I'm, I'm over here speaking to you like, oh, God's got you. Well, he does, because it doesn't matter whether you're a youngster or how old you are, God, can, God is ministering to you, and it, it just doesn't matter about the age. You know, I love, what I love about God is, is literally he uses children, he uses David, he uses a kid who nowadays in our society we shun almost, you know, we, we say, oh, they're just a kid, they can't preach, they can't, they can't talk about God. My little sisters were telling me one day that they were, there was this little kid and they're like, we don't even know what the Bible is, you know, we don't know about Christianity. And my sisters were telling them about, Gigi was like, I wanted to tell him so bad that this Bible story about Jesus about a father, about a, about a Bible character who had a father just like his. But, the, but then when I said, hey, can I tell you something? Gigi's how old? Seven? Just turned eight. She was seven at the time. And the kid said, well, if it's, about, if it's about a dad, I don't want to hear it. So she didn't say it. But you know what? I told her, I was like, you know what? You could have just told him anyways because God, that would have been a good word for him. And you know what? But, but it's just so cool to see little kids, you know, ministering. And it's the same thing with 
I don't, I don't care how old you are, you know? And I, I, I pray for the elders here that, that God continues to, to use you and you never feel like you don't have a ministry. You never feel like, like you can't reach people. You can't, that God doesn't talk to you. And I just, I, I just want to let you know that we pray for you all and we care because, you know, if the Lord tarries, I'm going to be an elder one day and I want, I want, to, I want to minister to people, you know, doing Bible studies and whatnot, when you pour out to other people, it really challenges you and it increases your faith, you know? And I, I thank God for that. I thank God for being able to share the gospel. I believe that's why he has a share, because it gets you on fire, you know? You really just want to, you know, you're, I believe it's important to, to have a friend to talk to about God. I believe it's important to have a pastor to pour into you. But you also need to pour into other people. You know, you need to share it. And so... So praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Glory to God. Um, Y'all may stand. Does anybody, before we stand, though, does anybody have a testimony or anything? Just, all right. Yes. Amen. He owns a, the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. It's my God. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. All right. If we may stand, Pastor, if you want to dismiss us in prayer.